sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I am Garrett Magby and today we have a special guest, the General Superintendent of North India Pentecostal Holiness Church, uh, Michael John. Michael John, how are you doing this morning? I am fine. Yeah. We are absolutely privileged to have you on the, the program this morning and uh, looking forward to our, our topic and discussion for today. Thank you for having me. It's a privilege to talk what God is doing in our part of the world. Well, and I tell you what, we actually, um, what we're going to talk to you about is uh, an important, a huge important ministry in uh, the world all over because today we're talking about house churches. You're a resident expert in house churches and, uh, and been quite involved in helping house churches uh, form and get set up and that sort of thing. So uh, let me just ask you, house churches, kind of give us a brief overview of what their, their purpose and, and mission is. House churches is what I have found is most effective way to reach our neighborhood and our community and uh, to uh, go to the people. What uh, Jesus, the great commission of Jesus is go and make disciples. So house churches is uh, a very uh, proper way to invite people into the into the services and people don't feel threatened to come to the services in a house setting so it has worked and uh, it has been very fruitful excellent excellent now tell me this when you have a house church form what's kind of the first few steps you have to take in order to get a house church started to start a house church we first need to uh, pray for the locality where you want to plant a house church and then you Pray that God will give you a person of peace in that area. And that house, the person of peace house we use to plant the church. We start meeting there, start praying for the neighbors to come in and start inviting neighbors to come in. And within a month or two, we have a group there who will believe in Jesus Christ and they will meet there for weekly prayer. And the leader will be from their own village or own their locality, and they will start worshiping together as a church. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, and this this kind of goes back. This reminds me a lot of uh, what happened in the very beginning, of course, with the disciples uh, when they were meeting. They were having these these meetings of, of believers, and it just started growing and growing and growing. Uh, do you see that same type of of um, reaction to a house church starting from the community? around it. It just grows and grows and grows. It's very same uh, dynamics that we have seen, what we see in the book of Acts, when believers were trained and believers were preaching gospel. It's not the trained pastor or the leader, but all believers are, are told to that they have a responsibility. They have a divine responsibility to preach the gospel and to plant churches. So I see a massive movement because of the resources that we have, the people that we have. And we, when we started using our people, we can, uh, we can grow at a very fast pace. So 
which we have not seen in a traditional setup. And when there is one pastor who is doing all the church planting, but now you have a lot of people involved in church planting, reaching out to their people, spreading the gospel and praying for the people and uh, and uh, looking out to reach out to new people. <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful. You know, it's, it's something that I've always um, thought about as far as the ministry is concerned with that type of dynamic. I've always thought, you know what, if this is what we were doing, uh, the disciples were doing in the beginning, this is how the, they were trained, this is the type of setup they had in the beginning, you know, um, how much more important that is to continue today as well as, you know, we have church buildings and things like that, but these communities, these localized house churches are such a powerful tool in order to get people into the church and get people in a relationship with Jesus. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, some advice you might have um, or some, some um, things that you've learned that you'd like to share with pastors or other people that are thinking about trying to start these types of ministries in their communities. First thing that we need to focus on the people that who are in our church and we have to train our people and give them the vision that the why they are believers. What is the purpose of being a believer? Just to attend a service or to reach out to uh, people. Once you once you cast the vision in each believer, there will be some people from your church or from your uh, worship place who will catch the vision and they will start doing it. Another thing that we have to remember is not the not the whole church will do this for you. There will be few people who will come along to your vision and start doing it. We have to invest our time in those few people who are ready to take this forward and ready to walk with you. And then another thing is you have to empower people to do the work of ministry. Not just to train them, but just to liber- give them, uh, give them uh, freedom to minister and uh, help them to grow as leaders. I think that will help in uh, taking this movement forward. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, and to, let me ask you this. While you're starting a house church, growing a house church, what does it look like in the beginning just to give everybody kind of a, uh, uh, you know, who, who have not experienced a house church type setting, what does it look like in the beginning as far as, I mean, you know, expecting how many people would show up or things like that? Is it usually... I mean, just a few or does it start out? Can you usually get a a lot more involved in the beginning? How does that work? When we start a house church, usually you will have five to seven people who will be coming together and worshiping. But three families, we look at three families, three different families should gather together because that helps in uh, interacting with each other and know about what's going on and pray for each other. And uh, we don't want it to grow more than 15 to 20 people because once you grow you don't have space for so many people and then uh, you will lose the personal touch with people talk to each other and minister to each other once it grows so keep it uh, below 20 and uh, it should be in a house and uh, uh, the person who is the leader in his house, most probably we meet at his house. But if it is not possible, we meet at somebody else's place. And once in a week, uh, whichever day and whatever time is easier for them, we meet on those days. So we work with how easy it will be for those people to meet. Yeah. To meet there. And then you said keep it, keep it 
20 or less because mm-hmm. if it grows too big <laughs> you run out of space basically and yeah a, and and you you uh, you invite a lot of at- attention from the society which may not be easier for you to handle because yeah. because of the context the persecution and things like that yeah. so we want to like in a locality if you have 300 houses we want 10 churches in the same locality of okay. 20 20 people yes, yes so in that way you you are branching out and you are not becoming too big otherwise you will need a building yes and then ultimately yes. you come to a point when you need a building and then you co- go back from house church to a building-based church right right yeah <laughs> And so you're focused on, especially in the communities where it's it's harder because of persecution and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You're focused on keeping it very, um, very personal, very close, community oriented, and not having that need to establish a set building, a church building, or something like that, because True. it might not be practical in the in the setting. True. And many places where there is threat and where there is uh, life danger, we don't ask believers even to sing together. It's just right. a place where they read the Word of God talk to each other, somebody will explain the word of God, they'll testify what God did in their life and pray for each other and go to their places. Keep right. it very, uh, keep it under the carpet. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. how it is. And kind of, and in that in that sense, it's basically that whole sense of, of being in community that's with true. the body. Yes, and, and, and being able to um, uh, support one another and sure. encourage one another and, and build each other up. Yes. And then another 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 point is, <clears throat> we will not have the house church movement if we don't give them a vision. Every house church has a vision that within three months they are going to plant another house church. That is their responsibility. It's not the leader. It's not the pastor. It is that house church will pray together. Look out for the place, look out for the people whom they can go to and minister and plant a new house church. So that gives them a reason to uh, to gather. That's yes. give them a reason to give their tithes and their offering is to plant a new, a new church. And in that way, we can have multiple house churches coming up. And that's that's the uh, the mission, so to speak, of the church specifically in those first three months is to do what you're saying is to basically plant another church. So they True. get together, they start gathering, and as they're studying the Word, as they're praying, as they're uh, um, you know, uh, worshiping, they'll also be focused on doing those plans. Reaching out reaching to out. new people. Yeah. Excellent. That is such a wonderful, wonderful way to do that. You know, it's, it's interesting to me because I've always, I've, of course, from, from where... I'm at my view of house churches is when I hear about them here in America, you know, but the the house churches here, nobody, I mean, it's okay to set up a house church. Nobody has any problem with that. It's, you know, but in these other countries, places where Christians are being persecuted, uh, it is such a different dynamic, mm-hmm. different dynamic and such an important ministry True. Uh, because, you know, there aren't Christian church buildings on every mm-hmm. corner and, mm-hmm. and, you know, multiple denominations and all this sort of thing. It's, True. it's just, you're a Christian believer and also potentially persecuted or you're not. And so um, uh, to stand strong for the faith, it, it takes yeah. a lot of a lot of commitment and True. a lot of risk. Um, but of course, is ultimately the most perfect True. and worth it thing yes. that you can do. Um, tell me this. Uh, any final thoughts or um, things you'd like to share with our listeners? We have a lot of uh, pastors who listen and leadership in the church and then and then members of the church. So anything you would like to leave with them or, or impart on their lives? The only thing that I would say is 
Jesus that we see in gospel is reaching out to people. And if you go in Acts, you see miracles, signs and wonders, not in the building, but in the people's houses, on the street, and wherever the people are. The power of the Holy Spirit and the model that Jesus used to reach out to people is the way church has to move in this era. If we are going to reach our world, if we are going to reach our uh, people who are hurting and the world that is in big danger, it has to be church reaching out. And every believer should become a priest, a pastor to their community and every house to become a church building. And that's the way we will reach our world. Amen. Amen. Michael, John, thank you so much for being on the program with us today. We're unfortunately out of time, but hopefully in the future we can have you back on the program and, and uh, talk more about the ministry and, and everything that's going on and uh, what God is doing, doing through you and many others. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.